You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 344, recording live on the internet right now, July 20th, 2023. If this is your first time listening or watching this, welcome. We are a group of passionate PHP developers that stream weekly on Thursday night, where we talk about our lives as professional, professional PHP developers, business owners, and friends. This show is made a little bit better through the help of some of our sponsors, PHP Storm and Honey Badger, as well as, as well as our fantastic supporters on Patreon, and we'll talk a little bit more about them later. For now, I am one of your hosts, John Congdon, and along with me are my friends, Tom Rideout. Hello. Find the, find hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, unfortunately, Eric's plane went down in the Andes. He will be missed. Again? Doesn't that happen yeah, all the time? Yeah. And the main man straight out of Laricon, Eric, the man, Van Johnson. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm not sure how long I'll be on, but I will be here for as long as I can. You know? <laughs> well, in that case, we will get started right with you. Welcome. Happy okay. you can make it tonight. Uh, yeah, there's conversation already in Discord. I did not mention Discord. If you want to be part of the show, we welcome you. Go to discord.phpugly.com. Uh, we're in there all week. Fantastic conversations. But during the show, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, you can be part of the show and, you know, help steer the ship, if you will. Uh, in there so far, we there's been talk about me not knowing what I'm doing, which is true. And if the show goes smoothly tonight, which, of course, it will, it's just more proof that Eric is a co-host, not the host. Easy there, boy. Easy. <laughs> All right. Eric, you said you don't know how long you're going to be able to hold out because it is so late over there. Just kidding. I really oh, thought you were three hours behind. I don't know why. Yeah, that would be three hours ahead. But no, I'm only two hours ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, long, not so much. I'm, I've literally just rolled in for dinner uh, with some friends. Uh, so I'm actually good that way. I just am on... I'm on an iPad that's quickly uh, running out of juice and hotel Wi-Fi. So there's like nothing good about the situation. I keep forgetting and, where the camera is here. And, and and your hotel has no power outlets, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just not convenient. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, no. And I see in Discord, NS Bucky has reached legend status by wearing a PHP pack T-shirt. To the Laricon after party today. Was was but this I the after party that was invite only? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't invited. I did. I didn't go. I actually didn't go to either one of the after parties. I just uh, I had a uh, full days uh, from beginning to end between going to conferences and meeting people and doing things. So I had a baseball game to get to yesterday, and then today I had a dinner with friends. I had no time for after parties, but. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, was at Laricon. Um It was uh, it was good. I, I got gotta gotta be real with you. Uh, first off, I mean, can we take a moment and just appreciate this view of Nashville? Um, 
I don't know if you see it, but that's the evil AT&T building behind us. Uh, our, our, our hotel room is pretty bonkers. It's got like ceiling to floor windows all the way, all the way around. Like the whole room is ceiling to floor well, windows. The, that was like a dining area. Yeah, it's it, this room is absolutely bonkers. It's, it's got to be one of the coolest hotel rooms I've ever stayed in. I don't, yeah, but uh, yeah, I got, the, I got the AT&T building behind me and uh, a lot of downtown uh, Nashville behind me. It's been a pretty great view. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't you know leading up to. Well, I didn't talk much about the conference um, because, I'm quite honestly, I wasn't very excited about going. Lyricon had really become a conference where I met up with some really good friends of mine uh, up from Canada. And it was like the one conference we would all meet up and catch up and our family started joining us and all that. And they weren't able to make it. And so, you know, I wasn't really sure if there was anything for me at Maricon anymore. Uh, but I'm really happy. I, 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 it turns out I'm really happy I did come. Um, first thing, you know, we just we just come up with PHP Tech, and a lot of people came up and they introduced themselves to us at PHP Tech. But PHP Tech is our conference; it's our little world. Like we we hype it up. It's you know the people who know us know we're running the conference. So I I expect I forgot that people will come up to you at these other conferences and say, "Hey, I listened to PHP Ugly." You know, Go your show. I look forward to listening to you guys. And, and I had that happen. That's because that does uh, not happen. He is completely. It, it happens all the time for me. I can tell you this for years. It's because of my voice. Everybody hears me talking, and like I, I see people turn around, like I know that voice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I got to meet some new new people that I haven't met before. Um, unfortunately, I forgot the one guy's name. I met Hinkles. Who's in our Discord sometimes? I got a picture with him. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, a few got to, got to pass out some stickers. Uh, you know, Livewire 3, I tell you, man, it's hard. It's hard to, to think about moving on from Laravel. And I, I, that, that's one of the conversations I had with some people at Laracon. Uh, and it's funny because I got a mixed bag of input. So obviously, if you listen to the show long enough, you know. That um, you know, I kind of started to experiment—not experiment, you know—started to try to broaden my range of development and use Symphony uh, for for a project I'm working on. But I'm by no means abandoning Laravel. I mean, that's for sure. Personally, we have, we have too many already running Laravel. So even if I wanted to abandon it, I couldn't. But man, I tell you what, Livewire three. Making it hard, you would consider <laughs> like just even dipping my toe in another uh, another framework. So that's um, part of my that's part of my my worry. Like we put on tech because we think we're trying to be a more broad reaching conference. We want to reach PHP developers, and I feel like people feel they are Laravel developers or Symphony developers, and that's why those conferences are so huge. Versus. No, I'm a developer. I use Laravel as a tool. I use Symphony as a tool. And it concerns me. How do you get people to think, no, I'm a developer and I want to be the best I can be. I'm going to use the tools that are right for me. And it's not always going to be Laravel. It's not always going to be Symphony. And 
so I was I was kind of curious about where does JavaScript fit in PHP tech because I mean we, there wasn't a big JavaScript presence, but a lot of full stack developers now are using stuff like React, Vue, Livewire, uh, and, and having to do at least some JavaScript. It's it's a discussion to be had. I we didn't necessarily turn down. JavaScript talks, but it's a PHP centric conference. So how much, how much do you really want to push, not push PHP or JavaScript? It's a huge and important piece of web development. But right. often, oftentimes you have a, a team where it's, you have your backend team doing PHP and your front end team doing JavaScript. There's not many people. I shouldn't say there aren't many people. If you want to do it professionally, it's hard to do both really well. What was that? How was my week? Well, oddly enough, we, I we're, no, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh damn it! <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm technically a full stack developer. I'm definitely uh, an expert in PHP and MySQL and stuff like that. But I am, as part of my position, required to be JavaScript, CSS, HTML developer as well. And uh, picked up a, a ticket that was front-end focused, and the front-end team didn't have the bandwidth to take it. And I hadn't read carefully enough to realize that I didn't want to do it in the first place. But, you know, a lot of us in in full-stack development have to deal with the full picture. Um, and when I complained about it in our stand-up meeting, I was told to suck it up, buttercup. I accepted the ticket and now it's mine. <laughs> uh, so, so that's where I was at full stack developer. Like, yes, I could do JavaScript. Yes, I can do HTML, CSS, but I'm not great at it. Once the team picked up front end specific people, it changed lots of things. It's like I look up to them. Like I want to be better at JavaScript. I'm just not. And I realize that I can do it. I can hack my way through. But when it comes to architecting a good solution, that it's not my forte. I, I, I'll take something, make it work. I can debug it. But writing from scratch, not going to be good. Uh, but do we do, do we do a whole lot from scratch nowadays with frameworks like React and Vue? Yeah, I mean, I mean we've had that camp, right? You have you have that that PHP camp of no frameworks ever. You know, always do things yourself, sort of thing. And we talked about this uh, last week or the week before with Composer. Now that's actually a lot more. It feels like it's a lot more achievable, right? Because you don't really need framework to include packages to handle database connections and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think I think there's very much a you know a need for if you want to call it vanilla PHP, vanilla PHP. Oh, hey, uh, before before we continue, I, I mentioned it in Discord. Uh, we, so while we're here in Memphis, um, my house in SoCal I had a power outage. So I lost my desktop, which has an encrypted disk. Uh, so it's not just as easy as like asking my, my NorCal kid who's house sitting to just log back into my desktop. There's like, yeah, they have to they have to pull out the non Bluetooth keyboard to get past the encrypted disk. And so, so no bots tonight because I'm not running from my desktop. Uh, 
so no show titles. I mean, feel, feel so, free to show titles in Discord. So note to self, let's move the bots to a central server. Not I know. Desktop. I keep saying it. I keep saying what I keep saying I'm going to do that. I'm like, I got a huge desktop. I don't need to move That's, this. Your server rack is still server. your servers, not accessible <laughs> after a power outage. Uh, shouldn't fine. be. <laughs> shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it that way. All right. Before we get too much further, I want to get to our first sponsor. Uh, Honey Badger's been with us for a very long time. We appreciate them so much. And with further ado. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Classic Tom. That did look infected, however. You probably should have somebody look at it. Oh, hi! If you know me, you know I'm somebody who literally wears a lot of hats. I'm a podcaster, a publisher, and a coder. What I'm not is somebody who has a lot of time worrying if their site is giving their users problems. That's why I use Honey Badger. Now, let's be honest. Honey Badger is a sponsor of the podcast, but that's not why I feel good talking about them. I've been using Honey Badger for years and couldn't be happier. Honey Badger has a suite of monitoring tools specialized for developers. It's the only system that combines monitoring, uptime, and cron heartbeat monitoring into a clean, fast interface. Honey Badger offers a generous free tier, and with just two lines of code in about five minutes, you can start monitoring your application. Personally or professionally, it works for everybody. Honey Badger can help you identify and fix problems sometimes before the user even knows there's an issue with your site. And at no cost to, to sign up, it's literally free for peace of mind. So go over to honeybadger.io and sign up for a free account today. What's going to hurt? If somebody asks you, tell them the Ugly Squad sent you. Now I got to get back to podcasting. I got these co-hosts I need to talk to, and they are co-hosts. I don't care what anybody says. I'm the host because I'm cooler than all of them. Thank you, Honey Badger. Guys, don't be rude. Think Honey Badger. <laughs> Thank you, Honey Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. <laughs> so so Ramsey, who, who I've been stalking while I've been out here, brought to my attention. I've been saying Memphis. I'm not in Memphis. I'm in Nashville. It's a completely different city. So, did, yeah. Did you say Memphis? I wasn't even paying attention. I must have because he he asked if we if I if I drove to Memphis today. I'm like, did I say? I must have said Memphis. No, maybe <laughs> he's just asking you. He likes you. No, he, no, he doesn't. You should have seen. I ran into him first thing. It, he it ran the other crazy. way. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> and he looked up and saw me, and then just took off the other direction. It was embarrassing. <laughs> he ran on stage. Did like this tumble roll under the screen. I'm like, that's just, that's overkill. That's just overkill. As someone who's done that, let me tell you, it's a sign of flattery. <laughs> I, I like, ask I like, where you were, Tom. I, I like Oscar's response of the best part of listening to the live show is you can't skip the ads. That is true. Yes, absolutely. Welcome to yeah. Uh, so yeah, Taylor actually walked up to me and said hi. That was that's always nice when people people walk up and say hi, but especially when it's the guy running the conference recognizes you and walks up. I got to meet uh, the filament team, which you guys know I'm bonkers for filament. Um, I got to meet Dan and uh, a couple of, a couple of other guys on the filament team. Him and can't remember what the third person's name is, and I feel bad, but uh, they were having. 
freaking Dan is like a child. Stop trying to remember people's names. Just say I'm, I ran into somebody. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure Dan is old enough to drink. He it was. I'm like. He always looked young, like from his avatar, but like he was like a child. Man, that guy's got some. That or we're just old. That's that's probably more the truth. I think yeah. We're just getting old. Yeah. Yep. The way. Uh, yeah, a lot. I would get good, good stuff. All right, I have something on my on my card. I'm I'm curious. It's a puberty because Be- your voice did a real nice crack on that one. Did it really? Because because we run PHP Tech, I'm I'm curious on this. I, I ran across a, a link where um, Freak was live streaming Nuno's talk, and I guess he was also going to live stream Taylor's, and maybe he did because Laracon wasn't live streamed officially i guess it's being recorded will be released later but it it had me thinking how would i feel as a conference organizer maybe he had it cleared with taylor all was good but if somebody in the audience was just live streaming a talk from php tech i think i would be frustrated by that and not okay with it why what do you mean why well, I'm, I mean, it's not like we could, because we're to... we're we're selling tickets to a conference. We are selling tickets yeah. to the virtual feed where mm-hmm. we are, pref- and we want it presented well. Like we spent a lot of money on equipment to have decent audio, decent video, and watching a live stream from somebody's phone, you're not getting that. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, but it's, it's also like... the content, right? If you're live streaming it where anyone can get it for free, why would somebody come to and get it by a virtual pass from us? Because they want to actually be able to see the slides and they want to be able to actually hear the presenter. I don't know. I mean, I I think if it was a problem, like if some like overt group of, you know, rogue PHP developers came to tech and started recording all the talks and streaming all the talks live, maybe, but you got one guy who, you know, streams his friend or whatever. Like I, like I said, it was on a lyric. The I think it was Lyricon News. So maybe it was pre-planned that he was going to do it for those two specific talks. But it, it just it had me questioning. Like, was it planned? Was it okay? I mean, I, I'm kind of in the in the opposite boat because I mean, like, I really like I struggle. You know, even with the magazine, like I struggle putting up like this paywall for for this stuff. I mean, I understand why we do it, and i i don't I don't think we're wrong for doing it. But at the same time, it's like I also want to share this stuff. Like I think every like if I had my way, you know, uh, we'd have uh, sponsored ads in the magazine that pays for the magazine that allow us to release it, like the digital version for free. And, you know, if you wanted a print version, you'd pay for that. Getting the sponsors to do that, right? Right. Um, and I'm kind of the same way with conference, right? It's like if, if in the perfect world, a conference ticket would cost 50 bucks, you know? So it's, I, it's, I get what you're saying. I, I do understand. And, and it is our business. And ideally, it, it will become a significant part of our business. I mean, right now, it's not. It's a very insignificant part of the overall PHP architect. Whereas the consulting, you know, arm is really, you know, carrying the weight of the company financially. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a tough call for me. Uh, I, I get, I totally understand, and I don't fault anybody for 
Thank you. Uh, Oscar is in our Discord agreeing with you, John. And yeah. I definitely do not fault any of those people, but it's tough. Yeah. Tom, was that your cat crying in the background? <laughs> so <Yes>. loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was under the impression here that uh, that the whole live stream for Laracon was free. Your cat was, doesn't agree. There was no. There was no live stream. I mean, yeah, they are. Re- they're. Re- they're recording it. From what I understand, they're recording see, it. I didn't will see be re- them recording it. I mean, maybe they were. Like, it wasn't obvious. They did, I didn't see cameras anywhere. Hmm. Maybe they were. I don't the, know. The, the, so here, here's the thing. I, okay. You, you guys know I will criticize where criticism is due. First thing, I don't know who Taylor uh, pays to do the scouting of venues, but that guy finds the coolest places to hold conferences. I mean, granted, it's easier because it's a single-track conference, so everybody's just in one place. But it's finding a finding a facility or a venue that could hold the capacity that was there today was amazing. They made some odd decisions where uh, they had the vendors in the room where the conference was taking place. Hmm. And the first day, the first day, the first half of the first day. Uh, was challenging um, because I, I was sitting in the back row and they had like a, an opening in the back to like a, a coffee bar and stuff like that. Oh, in, in the, in the, there's a bathroom in the, in the, in the room with you as well with one of those hand air, air dryers. So like the first day there was so much noise coming from the vendors, conversations, the coffee, like it was hard to focus on on the talk. They addressed it around lunchtime, and it got a little better. Um, today, how, how did they it was address it? What do you mean? What do you mean they addressed they, it? They just they just told the they, they just told people like, hey, you know, when the conference is going, be you know, be courteous. We're getting a lot of feedback that people are having trouble hearing because other people are having you know conversations because the vendors were like all along the uh, the wall on the outside, so like. Wherever you sat, you know you, you were you were getting like this the side chatter from vendors. So like the first day, the second half of the day, it got a little better, but it still wasn't great. Today, I think I, they must have they, they clearly made some changes because it, today was a noticeable difference as far as um, you know the. I think they just told the vendors, listen, don't entertain people at your table during talks i don't i don't know that's what they said but i feel like something like that happened because i'm surprised people were walking up during a talk because you're there to hear the talks (laughs) i know i mean i know i mean i'm used to going to conferences where there's a hallway track and you're that's kind of when you go see vendors if you want to do it during a talk but not in the middle of somebody talking that seems just odd yeah so it, so it was it, it was a it was an odd decision. It was that odd choice, but you know, it's you know how it is. It's like you don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work until the conference starts going, and then you have to you have to make a little pivots and adjustments. And I think they did that fairly well. Um, it's only a two day conference, so it's like if it doesn't work the first day, well, that's your conference. You know what I mean? Right. But um, yeah. The the bathroom was the one that was annoying to me because I was like over on that side of the room and like every time somebody would clean their hands and hit the dryer, you'd hear the dryer go, Oh, the kind of the kind <laughs> of cool thing, I I like this. 
I, but it, 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 it's a little off-putting, I get. There was a functional <laughs> railroad, railroad track that went along the, the side of the building that would just start blowing their horn. Uh, and it was, <laughs> it was just... It, was, it only happened a few times. It was funny because it would like be right in the middle of, of somebody's talk, and all of a sudden you hear this. Sevi, I'm sorry you're having issues with uh, YouTube. Sorry, Tom. What? You, Eric's praise for location ends up sounding like an indictment. <laughs> it was great. Well, there's there's I a like difference between there's like difference that. between how good it looks versus how functional it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I, I don't particularly. I didn't particularly. Look, the, 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 the venue was absolutely gorgeous. All brick building, uh, you know, exposed uh, banners and stuff. I mean, it was just really, really nice. But everything was in that room. So, like lunch, they, they did serve lunch, which I don't know if they've ever done that. They, they may have done it at Laravel in the past. I don't. I, I, have, I don't think I've ever eaten lunch at Laravel, but I have not. Um, they, they served it. Are, Laracon, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you know, like the conference is going on, and you know they're trying to bring out the lunch buffets and all that. So it's just there's a, there's a lot of moving parts when you put on a conference, and having all those moving parts happen in the same room as the talks that are going on. With keep in mind, eight hundred people. I mean, this was like just a lot of people in this space, and yeah. It, that's that's you know, it was it was a decision. I don't know if they'll do that again, but uh, it was a decision. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move us off of Laracon because we talked a lot about them. We a lot did. of a lot of ads. What if PHP? Did native PHP get the announcement that I was promised? It did. And it's it's very early. We we should talk about this because it's not Laravel specific. Actually. I guess it is because it's a Laravel application under under the hood, but um, it did get launched. It's very early. I don't even think he's officially marking it as version one. I think he said uh, he's launching it as version point one or point oh one. I don't know. I, I think it has potential. Um, you know, again, why would you want to create a desktop app in PHP? Well, you know. Because I'm a PHP developer and I need a desktop app would be one reason. But the biggest reason I'm not, well, there's two things I would like to see happen before I start using it. Um, first thing is Mac. So I guess three things. He, he says he's going to release a Linux version. So, so essentially, it's they're compiling PHP um, run inside of Electron is what it is. So it's just... It's just a Laravel application. There's nothing you know that special about it, uh, but they do have like um, they have uh, ways to create windows and and create settings and create menus and all that. So that's the the, the special piece of it. But uh, my big holdups on it is that it um, they they. they they have no way of protecting the code. So there's, there's no obfuscation or anything of the code. So anybody who you distribute your application to can open up the package and look at your code. Um, they're working on that. They know that that's a big, you know, that's 
that's an issue. Uh, so they're working on that. Um, the other that's thing a is a small problem. Yeah. The other thing that I think is achievable, but it's going to take more work is it, it is desktop, right? So I would like to, it's it's such a small jump from desktop to mobile application. I mean, they're they're literally like right there. Uh, I would love to see it. I think I think there's a lot more potential for it um, as a, uh, mobile applications. If you can develop mobile applications that way, uh, that would be really cool. Uh, he he did say, and that question did come up, and he did say that it would never be for iOS because Apple would never allow uh, Electron PHP app on the Apple store. All right. My heart's broken. I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) My Um, My whole goal was to take a mobile app that worked on Android and iOS and just have to maintain the one stupid thing. Isn't that that what Cordova is? Or Ionic? uh Uh-huh. Well, doesn't native PHP compile to Ionic? That was one of the goals that they listed. No, Electron. Electron. Yeah, Electron or Ionic. No. Oh, I don't know what you're looking at. They, 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 I don't remember them mentioning Ionic, but maybe they did. Um, yeah, I, I don't, they, they, I don't remember that being that would be appealing i mean that would be very appealing but again i don't think i don't think it would make it onto the app apple store uh, okay. now the so one thing that they, they brought up with the table then which i don't think is that big of a deal is you know, your your true blue mobile developers are going to complain all your file sizes look how big your your app file sizes are and i mean yeah they're not they're not small they're like uh I think what did he say? Two twenty megabits. I, I forget. It, it it wasn't like a couple megabits. It, it it was they were bigger, but it was electron. Electron apps just in general are bigger applications. So I I didn't really Instagram's see that like half a gig now. Yeah. No, it's what a what a pointless <laughs> use of space. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's uh yeah. It's appeal I mean as somebody, you know, John's written desktop apps for using PHP before. I, I think it's an appealing thing. I don't, being web-focused for so long, I don't, I, I, ch- I have a challenge. It, it was a desktop app, but it wasn't like Windows. It was NCurses, which is just a terminal app. Right. But, so I'm, trying to give you, I'm trying to give you some credit here, John. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> a terminal app was still pretty cool to write with it. But... Um, we we were talking about developing. You know how else we can develop things? How? Tools that we use as PHP developers. I want to thank JetBrains and PHP Storm for sponsoring. Uh, PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. If you haven't used it before or it's been a while since you've last tried it, now's the perfect time to check it out again because it has received significant performance improvements and an expanded feature set. Curious to see if it's the right fit for you, head over to www.jetbrains.com slash phpstorm to learn more and try it out with a 30-day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Thank you, JetBrains. JetBrains, PHP Storm. JetBrains. JetBrains. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you Ben. Uh, I wasn't told. 
static binaries. That that was the word I was I was trying to come up with. Yeah, static binaries is what they're what they're building. So in in native PHP. Um so yeah, that that's uh like I said, I think it'll be cool. I, I would probably try it here and there, but uh I I have no real E for it right now. But it's it, it's gonna be cool. I think some people are gonna do some interesting things with it. You know what Look forward would to interest it. you? You know what, what would that? interest you, John? You and I. I don't know about you, Tom. Oh, and, and, and one more side note on native PHP. Um, so it's Mac only. Linux, he said, maybe by next week or the week after. Uh, Windows, they, he doesn't have a date for yet. So, like, if you build up, if you build an application uh, using this native PHP today, it can run on. You, you can build one to run on Macs. Couple day, a couple weeks you'll be able to build one that runs on Mac or Linux. And he has no idea when uh, Windows, I guess there, there are more challenges with Windows that they're still working through. Um, but a project you'd be interested in, and again, Tom, I don't know how much you, how much terminal PHP stuff do you do, Tom? Uh, I mean, not a whole lot recently, but, uh, but a fair Sorry. amount in the past, a fair amount. So we we have we have a fairly significant um, terminal PHP footprint at PHP Architect where we we run different commands and stuff. Jess Jess Archer, who if you've listened in the past, I'm a huge fan of them. Um, they, they're the ones. Uh, she's the one that did the uh, NeoVim on Laracast. Yeah, I always point people to that. Um, she released a uh, new project that is not. Hello? Hello? Lights? It's time for pizza. Right. It's dark. I, 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 think, I think we just lost electricity at the hotel. <laughs> not not completely, because we still got you. You're still... P- P- the Wi-Fi is still working. You won't, you won't stop me from getting the word out about Prompt. So Jesse, <laughs> Jess uh, released a project called Prompt. Uh, which is just like making terminal apps look very pretty and and actually have some reactivity to them. Uh, I'm very, very, very uh, interested in this. It's not uh, Laravel specific, although obviously Laravel developers have a tendency to write a lot of uh, artisan commands, which this will work for. But it's a it's just a package you can include into a PHP app. Actually, this What's is a good give you. What's it called? Prompt. Prompt, prompt. PHP. I'm I'm trying to find that. I'm not. Yeah. It's not coming up quickly. PHP prompts, or I thought it was just prompt. Uh, ben, let me know if I'm wrong about that. That uh, title. What is going on with the electricity here? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get lights on here. No worries. So, trying to do some quick research. I keep running into Readline, which is what I used for my terminal application of the past. But we will. I will have to find a link for the show notes later because that is not coming up. This is fun. Hey, he figured it out. Hey, Look at him. Know. I literally did nothing. I'm I'm hitting all the switches. I'm like, none, none of these switches work. Like, how, how does a like, how does a hotel lose power and you didn't lose Wi-Fi? It was just it was just this room. I, I looked at the window and all the rooms had all the other rooms have lights. So. <laughs> It's just they people trying to you, silence me. You won't silence me. You're, you're being too me. loud. 
I think it's prompt is correct. Yeah, Ben thinks it's prompt. Oh well. Um, I'll have to find it. I'm sure if you look up Jess, uh, look in her GitHub account, it's probably there. Yeah. I didn't talk about my week at all. Can we move off of Laravel for a few minutes? Sure, John. Uh, how was your week? You. How many cameras Whatever. did you add to the household? <laughs> that's another story. I, I have a funny story on that one for later. One, I've, I have a kid that's turning seven this weekend. That's crazy. Uh, I had a, I was woken up yesterday morning. I was on call and my phone starts blaring that there's an issue. And I'm like, okay, it's, again, another issue. Acknowledge. I'm going to ignore it for now. Uh, just because it was too many jobs in the queue. But it got me out of bed in time to start seeing other messages come in of, half of our data is missing. Uh, what? <laughs> so we have... Precisely half? Sort of. So we have a client that use We... God, this goes back almost seven, eight, nine years ago. We had somebody come in and they implemented EAV. And if you haven't used EAV, it's... Uh, what is the E? Entity Attribute Value. So it's this kind of paradigm database schema thing where you could say, I have a thing, here are the attributes for that, and then the values are scattered amongst other tables. And the way they implemented it at the time, I was like, why are we doing this? And I'm still frustrated that we did it that way because each we ended up only using it for one entity, which is real estate. And then all the attributes are the MLS listing, the, you know, how much the house is valued at, blah, blah, blah. So there's 30, 40 different attributes for that thing. They implemented it that way. One, they wanted to learn about it. And as a contractor that was there very short term, it was, why not use your software to to learn about it? (laughs) It was the only entity ever pushed onto this, even though I tried to use it for other things, it got denied. But the one table that was holding the varchar data, the string data for the entities was quickly running out of primary ID space. And it was an unsigned int. That's 4 billion IDs. Yeah. We were running out of IDs on an unsigned in 4 billion, I think it's 4 billion something IDs. We, ha- we have four different environments and ops is like, we will change it from an, an int to a big int, which is an extraordinary number of IDs available to it. 4 billion, right. we, we were running out of space there. So we're going to go to big int. The, they ran the update on the other environments, which doesn't really use this system at all. So there's no issue updating the tables. They ran the update on Wednesday or Tuesday night. Took six hours to update the table. But Procona, oh, Tool, Procona Tools is awesome. Like it was able to do an online table or a schema change, no issue. Yet they forgot that it was a also an auto increment field. So they changed the size, but didn't also say it was an auto increment. So yeah, we'll change it from an unsigned int auto increment to a big int, no problem. 
come in the next day. Yeah, all of our new data, all of this data is missing because you can't insert into that table. Well, you that still was... have a primary key on it. It just was not a recommending. Right. So it wrote so... one zero record, and then every time it tried right after that, it was right. brilliant. Yeah. So we we're like we start looking into it, and we're freaking out. Why is this happening? Or what's happening? Then why is it happening? And finally, I'm like, let me just try inserting into the table. Oh, this is why. So now it's going to be at least another five, six hours to add the auto increment attribute to it because you're, again, changing table schema. Is it? So, yeah, it, it's not a it's not oh. a quick change. No, it should be. Uh, we did it. It's not a quick change. <laughs> Trust me, I just went through it. That's it's not just I would I would have definitely thought that that would be a quick one. I, I would think so too. It's just the metadata, right? You're not changing right. It the should data, just but... change the schema of the table, not the actual contents of the data, so it doesn't have to do uh, a full table scan. I agree. I guess MySQL is stupid because it took six hours for it to run again. Five point three, five point four. What are we talking? <laughs> something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's where we're going. Is that? Oh, you are a... talking about version? Yeah, if it's if it's version five three or five four, that would no, it's five seven. No, it's five seven. That's weird. That's wild. It it took hours for that to run. So in the meantime, I'm like, I can put a quick hack into the code that will, you know, select the max, add one, or actually, because I'm stupid, I did. I'm gonna add random one to ten, so in case two come in at the same exact time, the chance. But at the same time, I I put in some logic. If the insert fails, do it again. Grab the next latest. So why did I add a random one to 10? I could have just added one. If it fails, keep adding one. I mean, who anyway. doesn't love a good race condition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I got that in there. But then trying to test that it worked, I had the API. So this is all from an API post from the client to up, update some data. And they're posting the data, but it's not updating it's not putting the values in like i expected to i'm like what the hell so this is my other little thing i put in here this is an api i wrote again seven eight years ago where they could post data to the system that should update it but it's using the same endpoint as creating a new record so i'm like oh well i have this existing thing so if you give me existing with an id we'll use that and then sometime later, some other time, it was like, oh, if you pass in this other parameter, we'll just look for that thing and then we'll update it for you. You don't need to know the ID. If you just tell us that, hey, it's this attribute, we'll just update it for you. So I, I put in here, having these little hacks in your code, while it seems like, oh, it's just one little hack, no big deal. They add up over time. And then if they're not documented. You're like, well, how do I do this? Half of my time fixing this was trying to figure out my code from eight years ago. Why, why does it work this way? <laughs> it's so frustrating. So that's why you don't stay for a job with a job for more than like three, four years. So you don't have to Oh, deal. is that where I screwed up? I was supposed to. It's, yeah. it's all about dealing with your past self. That's the worst part about any job. That's why people leave. They don't want to deal with the them past selves, not the job itself. I, on a similar note, I read an interesting article today that 
that was titled Don't Be Clever. And what you're saying is sort of along those same lines. It's like you were too clever for yourself. You fell into your own trap from a long time ago. But I don't like the title of the article. It is something a lot of senior developers say is like, you know, you, you're definitely being too clever. You're, you're trying to outwit the idea of programming or something like that. But clever does create some cool new things, you know, stuff that I want to use and stuff that Laravel does uh, the way Laravel treats models is very, very clever. Not saying it's the best, but damn, it's been successful. And I, I want to say to junior devs out there, like, yeah, don't try to be more clever than historic senior programmers. Don't try to out-clever someone. But do try to be clever. Like, that's how you're going to learn some cool stuff. You know, and, and when you get busted on it in your code reviews accept that you got busted on it, but learn from the cleverness is if I never had the opportunity to be clever in my jobs as a junior or mid-level developer, I would never have gotten to the point where I'm at now where, you know, one of the biggest, one of the coolest things for me at uh, SDPHP was always someone who said, isn't this clever and showed something that was just awesome and just worked and like handled so much stuff. Um, so the article has some great points. You know, don't try to handle every use case with a single class. Uh, don't try to do something without researching how it's done historically and why it's done that way. But do try to be clever. Inform yourself. Go to meetups. You know, learn from the history of other developers. Uh, and sort of like the one of the conclusions of this was, Hey, it turns out I should have used a class generator, but I didn't know what that was. And my my sort of takeaway from that was, well, you need friends who are programmers so you can say I'm doing this thing and they can say, "Hey, use a class generator." Uh, you know, find a mentor, something like that. But don't be clever, like always try to be clever. Clever stuff works if you do it the right way. Sometimes being clever means taking shortcuts or being like I'm I'm guilty of I just want to make it work. I just want it to be done and not looking at the edge cases, not looking at oh absolutely a bunch of other things. But that's not being clever. That's being short-sighted. Now, there is there is a similar saying which is don't ever roll your own encryption. 100%. That is a mm. truth. Never <laughs> ever ever roll your own encryption. But do try to be clever. Like, do try to see how, why does a match work better than a switch? Why is doing a compound class that handles multiple use cases work or not work? You know, experiment with your clever ideas. Don't, don't just say, I'm not doing anything new or interesting. Yeah. But seriously, don't roll your own encryption. Oh my God. (laughs) Last week we, we ended the show and shortly afterwards I was like, crap, I meant to talk about this. Immediately um, afterwards. Yeah. So GitHub merge queues is now generally available. Have either of you looked at GitHub merge queues and what they can do? I haven't I used have GitHub in 10 years. What did you say, Eric? No, I have not. 
So merge merge cues looks very interesting, but it from my reading so far, it is only available if you have an organization account and public repos. It's not meant for private repos yet. But I often have this issue where there's a bunch of PRs lined up to go into uh, a feature branch or production, and then you end up getting errors because one goes and then the next one fails CI for whatever reason. And from my understanding, merge queues is a way to say, these are the next PRs in line. So this is the order that they're going to go in and it runs through all of, all of the uh, automated tasks that the CI build process saying, okay, starting from, whatever branch, your production branch, add this PR, does it pass? Add this PR, does it pass? As a way to get around waiting, you know, having to wait for that to happen and then finding out later that you have a merge conflict or your CI patent doesn't pass. Just looks like an interesting thing. I'm more frustrated that it's for public repos only and not for private, which is what people pay for. It's get it, it. It's Google all over again. I pay for a Google account. Why can't I use my paid Google account for things? I had something interesting. I don't know why this made me think of, that made me think of this. But uh, uh, John, were you were you following some of the stuff in our Discord on on the project uh, that the team works on? In Discord, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Slack. So I had I talked last week about how proud I was of some code I'd written <laughs> to handle file uploads and base sixty four uploads and all of this. I'm so confused why we went that way. <laughs> Not sure what confuses you, but either way, we we went that way, and I, I was happy, very happy with the code I wrote. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like I'm here, I'm here in uh, Nashville, and I'm trying to follow along with the with the company Slack. And they're like jacking up my code. It's like, oh, this doesn't work. I'm like, wait, no, it, no, wait, everything works. What are you talking about? Oh no, this is falling through because it's an array. It's like, who, who's passing the arrays? Wait, what? What are you talking about? There should be no arrays being passed. Yeah, oh, man, I still don't know what happened. Like, I, I, I don't have my laptop with me. I, I, I decided to, to, to take a gamble and actually not bring my laptop. I just brought my iPad. In my phone, and I didn't even take my. How did you not bring your laptops? It's it's really so. What I did is I left it on the on the table at home and just didn't put it in my bag. That's it, it's really kind of a, a simple simple process. Yeah, he's like, I hadn't planned, left it at the airport again. Didn't 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 plan on doing a bunch of coding out here. Remember, I was supposed to be I was technically off this week, um, but yeah, yeah that's so true. I, I wasn't planning on coding. So I, just, I didn't even take my um, iPad to the conference. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm seeing all these messages. I'm like, stop touching my stuff. Don't touch <laughs> I still don't I still know what happened. I need to I need to get home, get on my system and see what, what all would happen there. But, yeah, it's like I felt like somebody was like, you know, like killing my dog or something. I'm like, I, I feel so helpless. I'm like, stop. Don't <laughs> It was rough. It was a hard one. It was, it was my baby. That's, you know, I, I wasn't attending 
we we have a, a biweekly sprint meeting that I was only attending like my team's sprint meeting mm-hmm. and something came down the line from another team. And I, I just saw it and went, Jesus Christ, you guys, you didn't even call me. <laughs> so now, now I have to attend the entire sprint meeting for all five of the teams just because stuff comes up and gets assigned to a different team. And I'm like, no, no. Um, you're gonna love that you're gonna love that time that's like the funnest thing to sit in a bunch of sprint re- meetings where like once a week maybe your input would be needed but yeah no <laughs> yeah all right i've I, got I, one I, do, I got one Go more thing well one more thing i want to mention from larry Khan. it'll be the last thing i talk about until i i mention something again about larry Khan. <laughs> but how long have I been banging the drum on Livewire? How long have I been saying it's basically Laravel components on steroids? I don't understand why they don't replace Laravel components with Livewire. Well, they didn't do that, but Taylor did say that Livewire is now a first-class citizen in the Laravel ecosystem. And if you actually go to the website, livewire.laravel.com, that's where Livewire 3 is being hosted at. So it has been recognized as basically components on steroids. And I still don't know why why it just doesn't become part of the default Laravel install, but it, it, it isn't. But it's getting closer. Give it time. Livewire so. 4, probably. I'll believe <laughs> when it's true in three years. Possibly. All right, Tom, do you have anything else? I've got one last thing be- How long is before Laravel we wrap up. Support for right now. All right. You're, oh, you're out of time. One. Yes, I have one thing. Too late. Maybe not. Go ahead. Rest in peace, Kevin Mitnick. Who? We hardly knew ye. What? Are you serious? Absolutely. Pancreatic cancer. Uh did not, no. did not get a lot of news coverage, but uh Hacker and public enemy number one, Kevin Mitnick, did pass away this week. Uh, it is uh, a damn shame. Uh, he was definitely too young. Uh, cocky, but too young. Yeah, arrogant. Yeah, arrogant, cocky. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I guess, I, I, guess I need to learn more. I have no clue what you're talking about. That's one of those people of, of my generation where I'm starting to feel it hitting a little close to home. Do, do you have a uh, do you have links to that, Tom? Uh, you know, let me pull them and make sure they hit the channel. Yeah, that, that'd be right. helpful. Why are you doing that? Kevin, I want to Kevin think. Mick, Kevin McNick. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you can do it. No, go ahead. No, think, think, think. think I, I will do that with my with my story while I'm talking about my story. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kevin McNick was like the first, uh, like, uh, big hacker arrest. Uh, where he served a lot of time for a very small infraction. I, basically, any any story coming out of the 90s about hackers, fictional or real, uh, was based off of the exploits of Kevin Mitnick. He, yeah. uh, he managed some absolutely incredible things, including impersonating the FBI agent that was tracking him, uh, <laughs> Designing a radio system that would triangulate FBI radio signals so that he knew if they were in his city or not. And that's the thing. Most of his hacks were like social engineering hacks. He he basically right. created social the whole 
idea of, around social engineering. That was his big thing. Yeah. So he, it was, he was 59 was, and had a pregnant wife. Yeah. And, uh, he was a consultant. He's so like in the movie hackers, the whole idea of not being able to use a touch tone telephone for 15 years, that was the ruling against Kevin Mitnick. He was not allowed mm. to touch a computer and his telephone had to be a rotary telephone until like 2001. It, it, he, he was so prolific and so good at what he did. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, Somewhat malicious, somewhat not. He was considered a gray hat hacker, uh, but he he was finding the boundaries. We were still we were still yeah, absolutely. Where the boundaries were in, in our industry, and he was he was leading the way. I think he broke into an AT and T. I think what he the, one of the things he got arrested for, the, like one of his official arrests, was that he had broken into an AT and T uh, remote tower or something, and it was. It was like getting free phone. Essentially, if you if you look at if you watch the movie Hackers, all of the different characters, different exploits were based off of things he actually did. So, like hijacking TV networks to play videos he wanted to watch instead of what was already on, he did that. Uh, hijacking telex networks to route his phone signal from one phone to another to another. Uh, running his own pirate stations. Uh, He was a very bad guy in some respects, but he was an absolute genius when it came to, uh, to hacking social manipulation and stuff like that. And uh, just came as a shock to me this week. He was breaking laws before they were laws. He was breaking (laughs) digital laws. They made laws because of him. The computer Computer crimes act of 1989 was written to prosecute him. Yep. That's real. That's, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Because they didn't right. know what to do with it. Damn, I can't believe you passed away. Man, we're getting old. God damn, yeah. I'm getting old. <laughs> that we are, unfortunately. All right. I want to thank our patrons on Patreon. Yeah. And the music's cutting out all of our audio. No, it's not. Stop it. I hear you. It's fine. I do have a question for for. All right, I'll turn that down a little bit. For our RM prospect, Eric, or for anyone else that's listening, what does the vote need to be in order to pass on an RFC? Is it just majority or is it two thirds? Two thirds. Two thirds. Uh, except under special circumstances. Okay. So there I, are there are bug fixes. That are a simple majority. There are bug fixes that require no vote, and there's two thirds for new features and deprecations. All right, Ramsey stepped in, and I trust his word as two thirds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. Just earlier, Why just before ask? the show, b- before the show, I was doing research. Like trying to come up with topics to talk about, and one that just struck me, I'm like, it was an RFC. I was like, "What? That's there?" And then I looked, and it was thirty eight twenty eight, and I'm like, "Oh, it passed." So I'm like, I'm trying it out, wondering, if, and it wasn't working. I'm like, "What the hell?" So I go and I look, and I looked at the 
the pull request that was attached to it, and it said it was closed because it didn't pass. And I go back and I'm looking, and I'm like, wait, I looked specifically at that before I went to the, uh, before I tried all this and it had passed, but I had forgot it was two thirds at the time. And I just thought it was interesting. It was user space operator overloading. So being mm-hmm. able to add, multiply, divide, subtract. I thought, I don't know why, I don't know how I would use it, but I was like, I had no clue that it was a potential thing targeted for 8.0 that failed. Oh, speaking of new features in PHP, I buy it. Caleb, 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 uh, has completely embraced uh, attributes where he said he did not care for them uh, much at first. Now he has embraced them, and they are they are a significant part of how LiveWire works. It was it was interesting. Huh. I, I had another thing that I meant to talk about when we went, when we talked about PHP Storm earlier, and I, I know we've talked about it in the past, but the productivity guide in PHP Storm. So if you go if you click on the menu Help My Productivity to show you the features that you are using versus the features you are not is just amazing. And I always forget that every time I see it, I'm like, I got to remember to come to this, you know, once a month, once a quarter, whatever. I need to remind myself that it's here. And I often forget to go do that. And it's fun. One, you get to see what things you use most often. Code completion is an obvious top tier thing that we do, but there's one that I should be using way more often that I don't. And it's stupid. I, I know I want to use in array or array key exists or something. And I need to know what the signature is or whatever. I, I jump to the browser php.net slash array exists where I could just do shift F one on it. And I get, it takes you right to the documentation of it. I don't know why that fascinated me, but it did. I'm sharing it. There's way more things that I'm not using than I am. And I need to keep learning as I go. Continuing education. It's a theme. All right. All right. I think we wrap it up. Yeah. That's it for the official uh, live stream. I got some spicy takes for the after party for anybody who wants to hang out. Uh, you audio listeners, if you want to hear the spicy takes of Lyricon, you're going to have to uh, come and watch the YouTube video if I don't clip it out because I may talk too much. <laughs> you might. All right. Well, we are going to wrap that up. This is episode 344 of PHP Ugly. Thank you so much for watching. I am John. I'm Tom. Eric. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shout out to people. 
PHP, the ugly It's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, this segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living? Web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.